All right, we ready to start? I'll do the crack. We are. You're going to do crack? I'm just kidding. Yeah, that was a I bad can... joke. No, it's a good joke. I, I, I didn't understand it because I'm trying to set myself up for success with this. Right, here we go. Three. <laughs> three, two, one. Hang on. Like it. Keep it. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Cheers. It is good. Cheers. Mm. I'll be honest, though. The can crack. There's a lot of like jockeying for position to make sure like that was yeah, you're, yeah you know what I mean like the yeah, like I'm, I was just sound. letting yourself walk your face, yourself yeah, into yeah, yeah, yeah your face whatever you're gonna like, do yeah, okay okay shit good luck um, <laughs> no puns allowed Adam and Paige uh, good to see you we are a day late um, because I was Wisconsin delzing with the fam now yeah. normally this would be perfectly good random shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I will say this with three young kids, three young ish kids, eight, six, and now four. Um, when I do a family vacation, this was like on the shorter side, I need like a vacation after the vacation. Yeah. Like, we had a really nice time, but I am so fucking tired. I'm like, it's a struggle. This beer tastes delightful. It's needed. Uh, you need like a day or two to decompress after yes. that. Um, but here we are. We're making. We're getting by. So you survived. Uh, good time. I did. I did. I survived. Have you ever done a duck boat? I have you know not. Duck, I do you know what a duck, duck boat, boat is. Okay. Um, I like it. Eight out of ten. Highly, high, strong recommend. Not highly recommend. Strong recommend the duck boat. Weirdest thing though. So we're in the Wisconsin River, right? So duck boat is you got on wheels and then it goes in the water. There were people swimming. Okay, it was like sixty-five degrees in the Wisconsin River with like buoys attached to them, so they don't get like nailed by a boat. Okay, this is not the cleanest river. It certainly didn't look like it didn't look like. Yeah, that sounds. It didn't look like something I'd like to do, but I did admire like in the rain, sixty-five degrees, swimming in a dirty river. Like, but there's got it. There's like a billion pools in the Wisconsin Dells. There's got to be a better way than this to the people swimming in the Wisconsin River. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. I'm not really big on, like, getting into bodies of water. Like, I'll get in the water in Hawaii, um, but, like, I even, like, lakes freak me out, too. I like the lake because I at least know it's – but it's dirty. That's the thing. It's dirty. Lakes are dirty, and then oceans have sharks. They are dirty. So I just am not really big into getting into um, bodies of water. Big big boat girl. I love to be on a boat. I love to be on a beach. Oh, yeah, boats are great. But I like to be even pools. I don't really get in that often. I'm uh, not really my, a in the water kind of gal. My other observation is people watching at water parks. Just I mean, it's like it is. It is electric. Like, my yeah, my wow. favorite is like the adult that just forgets they're an adult and is a child and will like bulldoze whoever to get into whatever position they need to do to get on this the slide that they want to go to and yeah. all that. It, there is such a bizarre dynamic, and and you are in like upper Wis- you're not upper Wisconsin, but you're in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. so it, 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 you got some. There's some fascinating people watching. I mean, it was great, um, but I had fun. I did every slide. Um, yes, they had a face first slide that you like did on the map. You have like you to. Almost, uh, yes, you have to do face first. That was that was a that was a good one. Question. Um, Lazy River, too much of a pain in the ass for the kids. Would not recommend because they're like, 
Lazy River should be relaxing. They're sitting there for 20 seconds. They're like, let's do something else. No. No, let's sit here I and love just the be lazy normal. River. I do too, but not with kids. Um, um, one of the first and- Lazy Rivers I've ever been on. Sorry to interrupt you, but one of the first Lazy yeah. Rivers I ever was in and loved as a kid and remember is the one at Monte Carlo because I had a dance convention in Vegas and they had like a lazy river and that was oh, like yeah. where we spent all of our off time. So I was maybe it's... like eight. No, I mean, lazy rivers are good. They are just not a good mess with like young kids. They can't yes. sit still. Um, And then lots of mini golf, played a lot of mini golf, which is I'm I still got it. So that would be my official Dallas review. I've never been there like extensively. We will mm-hmm. go back. It was fun. Um, you know, it, it, it had a lot. It got young kids. I would recommend. And this is not an ad read. This is just a dad trying no. to get by. That's all this is. So this is just dad um, advice. We're starting the day with dad advice. But on my way, I picked up my first, my first college football preview magazine. Oh. Also not a plug. But, little Athlon, so, and the hotel at night, right? Like Wow, that, ladies, that cover me. must have spoke to you. For those of you who are ladies, not watching like on Athlon. YouTube, there's a big guy on the front. Yeah, yeah, it's a big man. And I, I called it Athlon when it's Lindy's. They kind of look the same. Um, clearly, I read it cover to cover. Clearly um, not an ad read. <laughs> well, I do. I do yeah, 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 sorry to both of you. Pissed <laughs> off everybody. But I do, I just... I want to like ease into it, and I saw it. Um, it is a little jarring how expensive. They, I mean, this is like twelve dollars. Like this is like a twelve dollar Mac. But still, I got to do my. And you uh, could probably have gotten it for free, just so you know. But I know, but I just can't. I can't help myself. So, but yeah. I'm easing into preview mag season, which felt pretty good. Okay, I like that. We should definitely at some point go over like what each of us do to kind of like prep for the season because it was so funny. Yeah. Somebody asked me yesterday about like, oh, who's the who are the players that I should be watching? I'm like, look, that it's not that season yet. It's not that season. Give me that's two a, more weeks, an and then it's question. no, no, no. no. That's <laughs> like a post Fourth of July question because one, we got to make sure we know which team everybody's on to start with. Um, that is true. So yeah, I'm not. We're not there yet. Um, but yeah, I mean it's rapidly approaching is college football season but um i feel like we've heard more about the uh 2024 season than than even this season coming up because we have now seen what the new sec looks like and the schedule was was it leaked and then they put it out was that what happened I feel like there was just like little morsels for like three days. Like yeah. certain beats got certain things. And, and then the SEC was just like, all right. Screw it. And and yeah. you don't know. So you don't know. You know the opponents. You don't know like the week to week grind, mm-hmm. which changes things. But you know the opponents now. Yeah. And I don't know. I have takeaways. But what were your what were your initial thoughts about the whole exercise? Initial thoughts was just like looking at it. It's like kind of overwhelming because like you're used to the SEC being big, but even adding two more teams just made it seem like that much more of like a monster. And I was like, this feels like almost too much. Like I would not want to see like a 20 team conference or even like an 18 team conference, which we've talked about. Like we feel like it's going to go to like three super conferences eventually. But like it's it felt like kind of a lot and it felt very chaotic. Um, I'm happy that obviously like Texas, Oklahoma still remains a thing. 
Texas is going to play Texas A&M, which I know is really important to college football fans. So there's certain things like that. Um, I do feel awful for um, Texas and Oklahoma because, again, they, like, just are walking right into playing Alabama and Georgia. And, like, that is just seems – like, I looked at the schedules and I was like, gosh, that just must seem awful. Um so yeah, I'm I'm interested, and not to say that there aren't other teams in the SEC that are really good that are definitely going to give Texas and Oklahoma a run for their money. But like thinking about um, Oklahoma playing Alabama, I'm like, uh oh, this you know like the this is fine, um, yes. gift oh, like yeah. that's and same with Texas and Georgia. Like thinking about Texas playing Georgia, I'm like, oh poor Texas. You know what I mean? Like I that it kind of makes me nervous that. Yes, brand-wise, definitely great that they're joining, but football-wise, I still feel like there's a pretty big gap between Texas and, and Georgia, so there's that. So, okay, I'll ask you a question, too, because I have some observations. I agree. It is overwhelming, and it's weird. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about 2024 as a whole because I, I feel like the the recalibration on the sport is, is imminent, and it feels like we're talking more about that than this upcoming season, and Maybe for good reason. Yeah. Florida. My initially, like my I look at Florida, right? And I'm looking at twenty twenty four opponents. Home games against Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, and AM. Okay. Road games against Georgia, Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Texas. Like, does Billy Napier have a job? In like after in twenty, I guess I mean, Does like he even get there first, and then, like, like I'm looking at the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Mississippi State on the road is maybe the most Kentucky at home, but these are games that Florida like has lost and can lose. Like, so I'm 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 looking at this, and I just feel like for teams that are in the middle of the pack, mm-hmm. this is a this is a fucking meat grinder. Yeah, I and. Mean- like, play. like Arkansas. It's like our running joke with Arkansas. And Arkansas fans, like, we're, like, thrilled with this. Like, oh, no, Bama. Like, no, Georgia. And I look at Arkansas, I'm like, oh, man, it's still very hard. Yeah, um, they played Texas A&M. Still pretty difficult. I think um, Florida playing at Georgia. Well, they don't play at Georgia, but they play Georgia. And then at Tennessee and at Texas. Those are two yeah. not really easy places to go and play. I mean, take it from Alabama. It's not easy to go to Texas. Um it- so yeah, that that's certainly interesting. It, it's also like it's a game of like trajectory, right? Like, we're, I'm thinking that Texas and Texas A&M at this point are going to be much better off than they are right now. Mm-hmm. Although I've been I've been saying that about Texas A&M for like three years. So, um, but like so, I look at like a like a Vandy. Yeah, right? I was just you know I was just gonna say we should talk about Vanderbilt. Now, if you're a fan of the program or if you're like a fan of the school you're gonna see alabama tennessee and texas at home home but but you're also like auburn is gonna be better lsu i mean like it's this is like what do you do here what do you do if you're a van i mean like vanderbilt i'd be happy at least with the home games that we got but like going to lsu i mean going to auburn too but you get to go to not to hate on Kentucky, but Kentucky and Missouri, like that's that's a lot better than having to play like you know Alabama away and uh, those kind of things. Not that they're even going to compete, but yeah, I Vanderbilt man, 
I li- it's so funny that you brought it up because I legitimately was looking at it and I was like, oh, maybe. Like, that just... I mean, Arkansas doesn't have to play... Yeah, Big no boys. Bama. The biggest... They don't have to play at... I mean, they play at Texas A&M, we said, but, like... Getting LSU at home, Ole Miss at home, Tennessee and Texas at home, that's big. It's just like I, I this whole thing, it just feel it, it does. I'll go back to meat grinder, right? Like you look at what these teams have, a team like Tennessee, and you know, a big mm-hmm. part of it's like rivalries. So yeah. you get Alabama at home, you get Florida at home, Kentucky, Mississippi State, like that doesn't feel bad. You play at Arkansas, you play at Georgia, you play at Oklahoma. Like I, I'm I'm very curious how the hierarchy of the SEC is going to shake out, and really specifically with Oklahoma and Texas, because I I see these teams are such like important brands, yeah, hashtag brands, and I do think Texas is going to be a problem. Like I just can't help it. I think Texas is, and, and Oklahoma's recruited well as well, but it's like the enter- from a sheer entertainment standpoint, I think this is going to be just extraordinary and it is the narrative sec sec just means oh. more it's hard to argue with though. it's like, glorious at games, looking at it it's glorious it's overwhelming but it's overwhelmingly awesome and i mean to be fair like texas like you said will i think be fine i'm more obviously more concerned about oklahoma joining but like this it does mean more a little bit here um if you're a team like missouri right yeah who plays uh, at Alabama, at Mississippi State, at South Carolina, at AM. Look, South Carolina is playing great ball. Yeah. Alabama's going to be Alabama. AM should be better. Should. Bobby Petrino offense, et cetera, et cetera. Auburn, Oklahoma at home. You got Vandy in there, right? Like, it, you, you like pick and choose your spots for these teams, like the <laughs> bottom quarter of the league. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I am just fascinated to see this play out and to see it also then come together. In the full season, yeah, there's there's going to be entertainment like all over the place. I mean, there really is. Do you think that we see? Because talking about like Vanderbilt and Mizzou in these situations, and also seeing how like chaotic <clears throat> this schedule already appears, do you think we've touched on this a bit? Do you think that the SEC expands? Again, or do you think the SEC replaces teams that aren't living up to their potential first? I think that, I think it's really interesting. Doesn't the SEC still need fodder? Like, (laughs) Vanderbilt serves a purpose in the SEC academically and like, yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't get another academically good school from somewhere else no no like but i i think if you were to remove teams it's because you'd want to add that's what that's i'm that's what i'm I'm saying is a perfect example you took the example i was about to use i would kick vanderbilt out and bring clemson in and vanderbilt can join like a lower tier kind of like we talked about how um european football does you know relegation and things like that like you i think before because i think once we get into like a 20 team conference like that becomes really complicated people don't play each other as often it's not as like it takes away from like the the goodness of college football and i think that at this point it might be that where like you have to earn your spot to stay in these conferences and it is going to be a lot more moving around i think once they're like established and we know which three are sort of going to be the the running 
groups, it'll start to change up. Because I also think even if you look at the Big 12, like, you have teams that are joining this year, and it's like, okay, do those teams get to stay over the Pac-12 teams? Do they get to stay over maybe an ACC team? Um, so it is going to be kind of interesting to see how it all unfolds I, once the I, next couple of years. I think there's going to be a lot more movement, and it's not going to be as regular um, outside of the I, major brands um, for college well, football. I don't think that the Pac-12 teams would have an influence on this. Maybe in the Big Ten with Washington and Oregon being the two that have been sort of connected, mm-hmm. uh, at least with the SEC. But I do think the ACC, the what was what are we, what was the tremendous eight? What was the name of those fucking magnificent teams seven? Oh, all right, magnificent. I was off on name and teams, but that's what I think of the magnificent seven. <laughs> Way to go, NC State! Like, where are you going to land? No, I. They're going to look at getting out of their deal, probably. And that's where the shakeup can come. I think that's where, if you're a fan of the SEC, you know, that's where it would look. But but honestly, if you're the SEC right now, new television deal, new teams coming, it, it feels good. And I'm a Big Ten guy, right? Like, you're just looking at this. You're sizing up the conference. Oklahoma, Texas, yeah. it looks weird. But, my God, it looks it, – it, it, on paper, it feels really good. Um and it speaks to, by the way, just how fucked up is 2024 going to be for college football? Like, how fucking weird? Like, in, in it's gonna a good be different. Way, yeah. It's going to be different. It's, um, it is. It's going to be different. Yeah. I decided that we're going to do a workshop idea here uh, on the fly. Um, yes. On some In some episode before the start of the season, we should pick, like, okay, we should make the big three, like the Big Ten, the SEC, and the Big 12. And decide what teams we'd want to be. And then maybe play a cap on number of how many teams can be in them. And make our ideal scenarios based on one who's staying in it. And make our ideal scenario for a big three. I like this. Like a draft? Like are we doing a conference No, we don't need to draft it. We can just decide it ourselves and then we'll separately and then come together and explain our reasoning behind putting certain teams where. That's even better. Although it's actual homework. Which, you know. Yes. I, which just, I know I, yeah, I, I, I as someone who assigns like, you homework on a regular basis I know <laughs> I, I, I know like all right school's out I guess it's back in uh, it's back in no, session but but I guess uh two things a I want to talk about 2024 but first Mississippi State their schedule release um did you did you see I yes I did okay the AI so, of the mascots so, and stuff Yes. Yeah, so if you have not seen this, go to Mississippi <laughs> State's football Twitter account and just look what they did in terms of presenting it. Um, that's about as much fun as I've had tweeting about college football probably the whole entire offseason, which is like uh, hilarious, hilarious mascots. Um, mm-hmm. This is where Twitter is great. This is where Twitter like brings me back in to the yeah. old me. Um, they did a wonderful job of creating content out of something that was already very content heavy. So thank you, Mississippi State, for all of that. Um, but 2024, again, I wrote about this. We've talked about it. It keeps like hitting me over the, in the face though. You think about USC, UCLA, Oklahoma, and Texas, all changing teams, the playoff expanding, the video game coming back. Like I can only think that this is going to like the, the popular, if I could buy stock in college football right now, I would buy a shit ton of college football stock. I think. Do you think that these moves are going to have a positive effect like I do, or do you think it will be maybe less so? 
Yeah, I absolutely think it's going to have a positive effect. Um, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a pain this season because we're going to be trying to focus on this season and there's going to be sure. a lot of movement going on um, in terms of how everything shakes out um, because also it's like it cracks me up that like college football is legitimately the sport that like books and schedules games like 30 years in advance and now they're just changing things within a year and are like all right cool this is what's happening next season um so yeah i think it'll be fascinating i do think it's going to be a bit of a distraction from this season um but i i think we might have a pretty chalky season but who knows uh, Did you say chalky or choppy? Chalky. Oh. I know, right? And I think if I think if not, right. that could be wild. Yeah, because we had a pretty interesting season last year. There was at least some conversation. I think we might get some chalk this year, but then the year after that, absolute chaos, especially with playoff expansion. Absolute chaos. It's yeah, going to be Saban's going to so be coaching Texas. It's going to be wild. <laughs> Kirby's going to return to Alabama. <gasps> Did you might just go out? I don't know if the power went out. Um, uh, the power might still... have gone out, or it might just. Oh, I'm on Wi-Fi, so power didn't go out. <laughs> Look, wait, wait. Hold on. And we're back. Hold on. <laughs> this is great. Oh, this is great. And we got to see the bobblehead collection. Uh, um. Well, there's another one for producer great. Rat did, and the Bluebirds. Oh no no, that's perfect. That's that's gotta stay. Did you kick the cord out of your life? No, what happened just... is is the cord is like a uh, underneath my chair, and today I just decided that I was trying to get extra comfy, and I put my leg up and I stepped okay. on it, and it pulled out of the wall. It happens. No, it so, happens. Now we're back, though. We're back. Um, we talked about uh, Mississippi State. Uh, <laughs> one thing I did want to talk about a little bit, which I found fascinating and awesome. Mm-hmm. Mike Leach going into the Texas Tech Hall of Fame. Yes. Obviously, um, here's why I find this. First off, it's great. And I, it still is weird to talk about Mike Leach like he's gone. Uh, even when I'm reading about him, I'm like, oh, my God, that's right. This dude is no longer with us. It's it, it doesn't feel that way as a college football fan and just a fan of his, largely a fan of his shenanigans, mm. that he's not a part of it. I don't – it didn't – it hadn't set in, right? Um, but – um, this was a complicated tenure at Texas Tech, to say the least. Yeah. Right? When you think about how this thing ended, the fact that it's it, it's going this way, um, it's good. It's a good move. It's probably maybe a layup move for them. Although, I don't know, maybe would you consider there was legal litigation, all these different things. Uh, anyway, you can have this dude's legacy live on. And that offense, that team, like it's just the perfect program to kind of allow that legacy to thrive through – further future generations i like it it's yeah. uh it's a cool cool thing well and it's a good reminder that like some of the like for lack of a better term bullshit doesn't really matter like yeah the contract stuff and yeah the litigation and all of that but like at the end of the day like this person was influential in their program and th- which is actually kind of an understatement um and we don't really realize that until it's kind of too late, you know? So just a good positive reminder of like, hey, that kind of stuff doesn't matter and to focus on like the good that some of the stuff brings. Um, would you like to stick with gambling football things or do you want to pivot? This is your world on our pod. There's not a ton of news things going on other than cartoon I, characters in the schedule. I, I, I am love- all for everything. 
I love how you just said, like, this is your world. This is just whatever Paige wants to do. Um, I'm here. Well, we can, let's see. What do we got? What do we got going? I, I do want to hear your thoughts on the. Yeah, let's talk Baby Gronk for Gronk. a little bit. Yes. Um. Okay, so for those that live under a rock and have not heard of Baby Gronk, um, the Athletic did a story on this kid who is, is he eight years old? Yes, I think so. And um, basically, like, he's just become, like, a viral Instagram, I'm pretty sure he's on TikTok, too, of just, like, highlights of him doing stuff. And his dad is, like, pretty prominent in the DM game and has DM'd pretty much any sports media person to get stories written about his son, saying his son is training as a at a professional athlete, like a professional athlete, um, says he has offers from different schools. Um, not sure if those are all confirmed or if he's just spewing things. Um, so he did, I, oh, a friend of the pod, Michael Casagrande, who is our, um, Alabama beat guy, yep. uh, yep. saw that he had said that Alabama had offered him and asked for detail and, had no got no response um and then was blocked and then so i the reason i saw the baby gronk thing was because i got an alert that said he had an offer from arizona and i was like are you joking but like again we don't know how much of this is true because this dad is essentially putting all this stuff out and i know a lot of people have had conversations now i definitely am disappointed in people that are willing to give him attention um, I saw a clip recently of him doing a like podcast interview and his dad was like, this is where you say this. This is when you do this. And like, look, I'm all for like if your kid has skill to like nurture that skill. But this seems like an exploitation situation and not seems like it is. And I just find it incredibly inappropriate. And I feel sorry mm-hmm. for this kid because his dad is using him as a prop and you living vicariously through him. And like I said, I'm all for like setting your kids up for success. This is like a very grimy scheme and it just feels gross. And I don't want to give it more attention than it deserves. But I do want to talk about it because I do think it's important that we acknowledge that like this kind of stuff does happen and is going to continue to happen, especially in college football with, you know, social media and people just being able to spew things. And it's our responsibility as media members to be smart about this and not give it attention in the way that even I could say like Alonzo Ball situation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't give it don't give it energy because it could. It's just not it's the only way to stop it. So I think like this is the only time we'll talk about baby Gronk on this podcast. But I did want to acknowledge that we saw it and like we won't be touching any of that or encouraging that kind of behavior with a child in this sport. It's just not good. So it's interesting. I've got a couple thoughts as a dad and as a media person. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written about recruiting a lot, um, tens of thousands of words. I've written stories about kids. I, I wrote about an eighth grader, Kathy Goodwin, now who's like turned into a five-star kid. And I remember at the time writing about him. Now, this kid was in eighth grade. He was six foot eight, 360 pounds. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... um. I remember meeting him and his voice, he hadn't gone through puberty. He didn't, his voice hadn't like popped yet. And I remember even talking 
through you and others about how nervous I was. And this is eighth grade versus eight year old, by the way. So eighth grade, you're starting to get into the realm of it. But even yeah. at the time, I was so worried. I was conflicted. Like, should I should I even be doing this? Now, the story itself is kind of about the uh, this exact topic, right? Here's an eighth grader who's working out with like legitimate like uh, five star and four star kids in the mm -hmm. gym. That's where I met Ronnell Moore, <laughs> and like working out alongside these kids. And I remember being very conflicted because I wanted to make sure it was told right, because I think there's it is exploitation and it's just putting a certain bit of pressure on a kid, family, whomever, that he does not need. Now this is this is different. Like I, if I had guilt about that, this is just a circus. This is dumb. Um, I have an eight-year-old daughter who I would never want to put in front of a microphone to let her. And it's not that she couldn't do it or it, that she can't do it. It's Wait, that you're it would she's be, not coming on the pod? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, that would be great, actually. That would be entertaining. But like in like a media setting where it's like, whatever you say now is going to be held. Like, yes. Like, no, fuck that. Like, you, 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 you will be, you can do whatever you want when you're going to reach a point that's comfortable. Yeah, actually, we should have her on the pod now. That's funny. But you can say whatever you want here. People listen. We know that by fact. But I just think, like, I think of that age and I'm like, that is the burden that you would place on a kid that young. Um, I'm seeing it with Jack, my, my middle son, who's an athlete. Like you could just tell bonafide, like yes. good, pretty much at what he does right now. And even like the pressure from coaches to like play travel, we're like, no, nah, like, let's not like, let's we'll, we'll do it. But like, let's chill. Like, yeah, I hate the pressure that kids are put on. This is another level entirely. Cause the dad, this is more for him than it is for his son. And that part, yeah fucking sucks and it's not even about the like hey you know my son is skilled and let's you know do this it's more like how much money can i make off this process in the meantime because there's no such thing now as you know amateurism in that sense and like nil like they're not going to be mad if he makes money on a youtube channel and then eventually ends up at a school there's no this is the nature of nil being a thing and um that's scary because there are people that are going to look at it and be like, when can we start making money? Let's start making money now on this. And like this kid could goal. eventually be really good, but giving him the title baby Gronk, doing all these things is all for the speculation of it. And like realistically, like we don't know how good this kid's going to be. We don't know well, how football, tall he's going to be. Football's wild like, we don't, too. We don't like, know. We don't know. Like there's, that is, is we don't even get it right with draft prospects that are like, you know, yeah, yeah. that are like through puberty you know what i mean like this is not this is not normal um so yeah it's it's scary and it it kind of just bothered me that there was like and it, i will say a lot of the discussion was like because i tweeted i was like i feel really weird about this like it just makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable because he's a child and i don't want to add more commentary to it but i was like this makes me feel weird and a lot of people had the same sentiment so i'm glad that at least we're acknowledging it and not glorifying it the way that maybe we did with the ball family, because that was no, not to say it, that those kids didn't have talent. They did. But I mean, they, their dad certainly, um, you know, made things a little bit more difficult for them and it didn't necessarily paint out probably the way that they expected. Um, but that was, a, that was an athletic story too, right? Like, you know, I, I think like the original interview that prompted all of this, like Ari from the athletic, I think wrote the story. 
Mm. It'd be a tough, tough story to write. Love Ari, love the athletic. I don't know if I could do that. I, I really yeah. don't. And, I, and like they, he did it. Um, well, I don't know I, now I could do that with, with what I feel like I've learned about the writing, the situation myself, et cetera. Yeah. I feel like they did it because again, like we are in this aspect. Hot, I don't think they're the condoning it. Yeah. They're, I don't think they're condoning it, but I still think it did give the dad a little bit of more of a platform than problem. he deserved. Yeah. So it's like there's a there it's a catch twenty two really, but uh, I'm a hypocrite even for saying it. I'm I'm basically saying it because I had that same guilt. Yeah. Doing it, but if it was like an eight year old, um, like I've been there and I, I I thought about that a lot. I talked about it with my wife. I'm like, I don't know if I could write this story now. But even if it's like, like trying to expose the dad and say like this is not good and showing the true colors of it, I still feel like that's a positive to be like okay, but yeah, it it. I don't know. It just, it all felt very weird to me. And I was like, I just don't want to give this any more energy than it needs, as we've talked about it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> um, did you see the other story? And I forget where this was that the NCAA has a quote unquote hot girl, hot problem. girl problem. Oh, thank you for bringing it up. Thank yeah. you. I saw this. Um, and again, we've had this conversation because it much like this article that was written, it was just like the article that was written about Livy Dunn, where it was under the they were like, oh, we were approached um, to talk about NIL and like the changing of NIL. That's the same thing Livy Dunn was talking about NIL and her success in NIL. Both of those stories ended up sexualizing those women. And it was just so like one, why does any male reporter think that they can have this sort of commentary? In what world, in what world do you think that this is okay and appropriate? Also, why do you care? This is like I I don't I don't understand what we're we're getting at here. Why are we what is what even if okay, say say that the NCAA does have a hot girl problem, what's wrong with that? What is wrong? What is wrong with okay. women making more than some of the men athletes? Why does that bother yeah. anybody? So I'm glad you said that because I wanted to say that without sounding like a pervert. Like <laughs> we've had this. But, but like, like the fact that you feel uncomfortable saying that shows that you like have the like brain cells just, to be like, hey, you know what? It's not my place to comment on these things. And I also to lie like, about your intentions of a story. Like I know you well enough to know you would never do that. But like no, oh, the ethics God. of it that, all that drove is me just, crazy too. No, that, yeah. that I, I, but if it does and these, these women can benefit from it and they're open to it then good for them like like but i also think it's just a slap it's just it's a slap in the well, face to like women athletes right now are, are like it, it is like there's a lot of interest in women athletics as yeah. a whole i think and it's not i don't know i i just don't ever see it as like a hot girl problem i think well, it's, i don't even i don't see it as a problem like i understand like so this is about by the way the camender twins um, who played basketball yes. in Miami. We should have started with that. But but my thing is, is like you just mentioned, women's sports is growing. And like, this is not, like Caitlin Clark is not someone who's like posting bikini photos and no. doing whatever. And she's the most popular female in women's college basketball right now. But like, I don't understand. Like that is fine. And Everyone is allowed to be how they are. I think that was my beef. And I have this beef with a lot of people who make commentary because I know in the Libby Dunn story, there was a college basketball coach who said um, that 
it sets us back 50 years when people are posting pictures in their bikinis on Instagram. And like, to me, that's such a cop out. Like, that's a cop out to say that like, the hot people are the problem. Like, I just don't understand why like that is a concern. Everyone's allowed to be how they want to be any any way they want they choose to approach their brand is their choice. So uh, I, agree. I I don't think it's promoting like you know what if young girls see that and think that they want to be like that fine if there are young girls that see other female athletes not posting that kind of stuff and want to be like that fine there is space for everyone to be exactly how they want to be and make money exactly how they want to make money in women's sports. I'm glad you brought up Caitlin Clark because nothing to do with appearance. It's more stylistically. She's like one of the more badass female athletes that yeah. I've seen. Just in terms of like, it, this is she's not on TikTok. That's not her genre. No, her she's genre not dancing on TikTok. Just, yeah, yeah, no, just totally. like talking shit and like, and I've told you like my daughter like that's she sees that. I I I think it's amazing that you're seeing all these different ways to be. However Successful. you define success, success, yep. right? And that's awesome. Like, but it gets back to this. The easiest fucking thing is that people need to mind their fucking business and just simply do you. If you're comfortable, if you're making money, if that's how you want like, great. Like, um, what were the name of the girls, by the way, that this was about again? I'm sorry. I forgot their last names. From uh, the Camender, Camender twins. They signed an equity deal with, with better. Like they got equity from this company. Yeah. Like, Fuck yeah. Designed like with that is, professional wrestling like, deals. Like they like they're, they're making they careers out of their happy. brands. That is an amazing thing. There is more than one way to do this, and that yes. is one way to do it, and that's awesome. Like yeah. like um so yeah, people just need to mind their fucking business. Like Yeah, and I just don't understand why there's not common like are you saying that the more attractive male athletes don't have a leg up? in making nil money like you could just say the more attractive like or more in your face positions like we could argue that quarterbacks are making more in nil than any other position on the football field but like no one seems to be complaining about that like oh nil is a quarterback problem no it's it goes into broadcasting it goes into everything like yeah it's like i don't i just think the commentary is so grimy and to also do it under the pretense of like you're going to promote these women and really give them an opportunity to explain their brands that's bullshit and again your energy should also be focused on people like you know caitlin clark who you know like use your resources to talk about all the women who are making money off their brands caitlin clark is making money off of her brand as well just because it looks different than somebody else's doesn't mean that it's right or wrong and like that's open to your opinion but it's not for you to say that there is a problem and also it's really not open to his opinion yeah, I'm glad you brought up. Uh, but by the way, uh, uh, guilty pleasure of mine is watching uh, I, like YouTube. It's, it's careful. Hold on, hold on. Let me get. <laughs> let me get there. Let, let, let me get there. Um, when like during COVID, mm-hmm. when baseball cards, sports cards became a thing again, and yeah. I had like a huge collection of sports cards. So I would, uh, I would, you know, I sold some, and then I'd watch like basically people open packs of cards on YouTube. See, I'm getting to there. And I think it's so fucking cool. Like, now you've got Wemby and you've got Caitlin Clark. There's, like, a set of Bowman cards. Mm-hmm. The two biggest – like, Caitlin Clark's card is, like, the like one of the more desirable sports cards. Like, her autograph in, like, everything right now. 
That is so cool. Like, yes, you have a generational prospect heading into the NBA, and you have one of the best female players ever. And the fact that her sports, like, it's in that demand, like, I think it's awesome. See? Yeah. I got there. I didn't fuck it up completely. No, I... Thanks for looking out, though. Yeah, no, I just think it's a very weird thing to focus on, and I'm kind of tired of male reporters deciding that they can dub that there's a hot girl problem or discussing women's appearance period it's not up to you it's not up to you i can't imagine writing that headline like like creating the headline or like uh, it's just it's just cringe there's just this isn't that hard there are a lot of great stories out there to write and also like i understand writing like nil issues and like discrepancies in it but like that's what you think is the problem in the issue here like you're worried about like what who are you advocating for who is like the people you're sticking up for in this situation i don't think they care i don't i think they just want to create a a, drama yes and it works too because here we are talking we can't help it like the bait like it's like ooh, look at this meat on a hook i can't help it we've talked about this too i'm sorry no and i it was gonna be it was gonna be my random shit so i'm glad you brought it up because i just i can't believe that this is happening Again, we're having this conversation again. We had it with even like the F1 influencer thing where people get upset. Like, I just don't understand commenting on other people's brands and how they choose to live their life. You want to cleanse the palate with some nods? So, yes, let's talk gambling. Let's let's talk gambling. Again, every week, I feel like DraftKings, response to the pod, is just throwing out little, like, little chum for us to dive into. Which is yeah. always the unique bets. Now we could talk SEC win totals. I don't want to do that. Um, there's a new bet. Last week we talked to make the playoff odds, which were interesting. They're pretty interesting, kind of all over the place. Some surprises, some not. Uh, today perusing is the will they have an undefeated regular season? Now these are weird odds. An undefeated. I don't know how many how many undefeated regular seasons were there last year. Michigan. Had an undefeated regular season, right? Georgia had an undefeated regular season. I believe that was it. TCU lost a game. Well, they lost in the Big 12 championship, right? Yeah. Oh, no, they lost before that, too. Didn't they? Yes. They had, like, so it, the point of this, which is the bigger point, is going undefeated is really hard. So what – who do you think is the lowest odds team? Well, this one's pretty easy. I would, I would think. To go. Wow, is there not even odds on the team that I was thinking about? I don't think there is. The answer, is of course, is Vanderbilt. Oh, oh, I no. was thinking. I was thinking like Reverse least likely the, odds. Sorry. Okay. So Lowest Georgia, odds meaning the number, not yes, least I'm likely. Sorry, okay. Not, yes. So the next in line, who would you say would be next in line? I don't see any Georgia odds here. Besides Georgia? Yes. Would be Alabama, right? Alabama is plus 300, yes. Okay, we minus have one. 400, minus 400, no. Which is like Alabama's going to lose a game, most likely, right? Four to one, Alabama's going to lose a game. They are tied with another team. To have mm-hmm. an unbeaten regular season. LSU or Tennessee? Michigan. Plus oh, 300. I'm yes. sorry. I thought you were just doing the SEC. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. I fucked this up uh, from start to finish. Um, LSU's not far behind. Um, so wait, Michigan wait, wait. Plus- what are these odds that we're talking about then? I'm sorry. You lost me. Okay. Right. And if I'm lost, I, I feel like somebody listening might be no, lost. No, no. What odds are you oh, looking at right now? These are undefeated seasons. undefeated seasons. Okay. So Michigan to have an undefeated regular season is plus 300, yes, minus 400, no. Um, so they are tied with Alabama. And then right behind them is Ohio State. Ohio State plus 310, yeah. minus, uh, minus 400, no. Now, can I tell you what I'm kind of contemplating? Go ahead. Florida State, plus 600, yes. Anything undefeated regular more? season? Undefeated regular season. I mean, that could be over quick with LSU, but... Oh, that's a good point. That would be so sad. But then it's done. Then you don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> um, bless you. Thank USC, you. plus 550, Yes, minus eight hundred. No, I'm kind of like I won't say I'm down on USC. Save your money don't and don't I'm, bet I'm on not... anyone in the Pac-12 to ever have an undefeated season. I don't think I can't remember the last time that happened. Somebody, somebody, Google that and tweet it to me. Um, Oregon plus seven fifty minus fourteen hundred. No, LSU plus seven fifty minus fourteen hundred. No, um, Penn State. Penn State. Is, by the way. Twitter, like off-season champs, we do this every year. We've done, mm-hmm. like, we've done the pod like one, two off-seasons. Um, Penn State's going to be that team. One of those teams. Plus six fifty, yes. Minus eleven hundred, no. Texas plus six fifty, yes. Minus eleven hundred, no. North Carolina, which they include on all these things, fifteen to one, plus fifteen hundred, yes. Minus six thousand, no. To your point about it being a chalky year. Um, I think it's fair, but it, it's a, I think it's a different kind of chalk. You know, there's no Georgia on this. I'm assuming Georgia, because their schedule is not that hard, would probably be maybe plus 100. I don't know. Um, but I kind of feel I, I feel that way that you do, but I do think there will be a few curveballs in there. The problem is Florida State, which would be like, wow, Florida State is in the playoff, wouldn't necessarily be shocking, would it? Like Florida State's pretty mm-hmm. good. They had a really good year. They have a quarterback. They have a return of some talent. Clubs in the same thing. So this to me is there's a small batch of teams that the, the, a playoff will a playoff contender is going to come from, right? Like that's what this tells me. I don't know if I love it. And then ultimately, if we have a weird college football season, all these those could cash. But yeah, man, it also tells me how fucking hard it is to go undefeated. We take that for granted. Like it Medium. is really hard. For any team, even Michigan or Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, to go unbeaten. So there you go. Oh, Notre Dame too. Plus uh, one thousand. No. Yes. Save your money. Save your money on this. If you're going to put Minus money on it, put it on Georgia. Now. I'm not going to sprinkle anything on anyone in that group. Uh, I would Pick agree with Georgia with you odds. There. Yeah, I. There's just no way. They're safer um, bets. I am like having the itch to gamble. You way. are. I, I am, can sense I am, it. I am really. I. I also bet on the U.S. Open, which is going on right now. Would you like a score refresher here as we we do yeah. this thing? Yeah. Um. I did not bet on Ricky Fowler, but uh, Team Ricky. I'll throw away all Team the bets. Ricky. That would be mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Eight under. Wait. Something on what? Ricky. Just this goes along with random shit. But did you hear him say that he wants to do him, Jordan, and JT all to invest in a? Well, they used to be a Premier League team. They got relegated. But look, our yes. world's coming together. 
Wait. I know. Wait. Go give us your US US Open takes and then I have something to discuss with you. Um so we're recording this a day later and I don't have very strong takes other than I bet uh Brooks Kepka, I bet Justin Rose, that's dead. I bet Cam Smith um which is TBD and who else did I bet? It, it's not looking good right I now. I bet Scotty Scheffler because I've cashed twice on him this year. So Scotty Scheffler is always safe bet. Great. Um, um, but, okay, but my, hold my on. two takes would yes. be I love the sicko course videos of the greens being diabolical. Yeah. Um, I love this shit. Uh, and if guys are shooting eight under, I feel like they're going to make this shit impossible. Like the greens, they're going to yeah. they're gonna dry them out. I don't I like, know what the weather report is. Like yeah. I'm here for the sicko shit. Though. I like Bring how the conversation down. leading up to this was like the course is going to be tricky, it may not be that great of a tournament, blah blah blah, all this stuff. And then we've seen the scores today, and we're like, mm, just kidding. Um, there was a report that Netflix is looking to live stream a tournament with golfers and Formula One drivers in the fall. Now look, this would be the Super Bowl of all Super Bowl events for me because I. There is legitimately nothing I love more than, like, if you were combining, like, even, like, my love of college football aside, my love of golf and Formula One is, like, a little disturbing, and I would want nothing more than to have, like, mic'd up people at a live golf tournament talking. Those those people that were on, like, Drive to Survive and then the, the full swing show. I would love nothing more. It kind of gives me match vibes, which is company conflict here um it's giving the match vibes but i do appreciate that like netflix is attempting something like this and giving the people what they want because again like it technically would be like a live sporting event but it's also still has that drama of netflix it's the perfect like in between of what netflix should be doing in terms of sports didn't live uh, sports netflix, coverage netflix did a live show and it like shit the bed right like what was that like um you mean like a live like a Yes. With this, I'm assuming this would be. Oh, like, oh, oh! You're talking about Love Is Blind. Wow, I'm this in- impressive with your pop culture you, knowledge. They did a well, live reunion show, and the streaming like completely kaput and was really bad. Yes, okay. this would mean to be, but also they said it would be this fall, and there is and in Las Vegas. Um, Again, add that yeah. into why this would be the greatest sporting event ever. Yeah. Um. um it no, I'm it sounds you, like it could be the week leading into the race in las vegas um i personally will be there in las vegas and i will literally rearrange my entire schedule to be there for whatever the golf tournament is but it sounds wonderful and i just would like to say that i am i, I need it to happen i need it more than i need air really come on netflix um, i i like the uh i like the idea because their production like resources and quality will be insanely high mm-hmm. and there'll be some really cool. I, I just also love when like the match, like again, company man too. BR, like they cultivated like a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, no, it's awesome. I love is, the match. Like, which is positioning people together of like different sports, different backgrounds, whatever. Like, yeah. Take, do another spin on something like that. Like it would be really, really cool to see. Well, and it's like combining people's like love of certain things. So like the people, a lot of people that love Drive to Survive watched Full Swing because they watched Drive to Survive and thought it was going to be interesting, not because they were big golf people. So I feel like 
you're bringing people into sports and then combining those worlds is really great. And I also just find it interesting that like, you know, I've noticed even just myself becoming a Premier League fan in the last year. Um, the fact that like there's, you know, professional golfers who want to invest in teams and then JG Watt and his wife invested in a team. And then that started all with, you know, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds investing in a team, like not in the Premier League, but obviously in a, a football pro- overseas yes. in Wales. Um, but it it's all very cool to me because it's like bringing the sports community together and it's not as like divide, not divided, but like not as like separated as it has been you know what i mean like i feel like there's a lot of crossover content that people are going to take advantage of and that's going to bring people to other sports that maybe didn't watch before um which would be really interesting i do think they'd be able to get formula one drivers to play tennis as well so they play a lot of paddle oh speaking of sorry i'm just going on rants i had a lot of random shit today this is the the time i took a pickleball intro to pickleball class over the weekend and I got to tell you, I'm a natural. I'm an absolute natural at pickleball. And I will be playing and I will end up in tournaments because it is so fun. It is probably one of the more fun things that I have experienced as an adult. It was so fun. Did and you I'm play good. tennis as a kid? No, um, my dad tried, but that didn't work. I, he also tried to get me to play golf. I had like little tiny golf clubs. Didn't get gloves. I got them for Christmas, didn't get gloves for Christmas, went out there, took a couple swings, got a blister, and that was the end of my golf career. Um, tennis, no. And then, I mean, I played soccer for most of my childhood. Um, but yeah, no, I was not a big tennis player, so I was shocked at how talented I was at pickleball because you actually don't need to be that athletic to do it. It's more just, like, competitive drive to understand it and, like, awareness. You don't really need to be physically fit. I, I'm in. Um, I'm in. I, it like it was it is it, well I love tennis first of all tennis is a great game, pickleball is like it just like it's like pong like literal not even ping yes. pong it's like the game pong it's like ding 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 point over yes, um, I like that you are now you good hands like good volley player are yeah. you playing singles or doubles like doubles we played doubles and we were learning but like I was clearly the most like competitive person I was like telling my it was my mom's cousin was here visiting and I was like. You go there. You have to stand there that way. It's like covered more of the court. Like this is, and then the instructor was like, "Okay, we're just learning." I'm like, "Okay." I can see you. Okay. Getting aggressive at big oh, ball. I am so competitive that I was like, it was so funny. Um, at the very beginning of the class, um, he was like, "Oh, just like you know," and the main thing is to like have fun. I'm like, that's what losers say. So yeah, that is what. <laughs> I'm so competitive. It's so bad. I we're just learning. And also, That's- I never do, like, I what, what was I talking about? Oh, my mom is, oh, has this thing where, like, my brother and I won't play um, backgammon with her because she's so good at it and she's so competitive. And I won't play anything that I'm not going to win. Like, I very much know my talents and I bring my talents to the table where I know I will be successful because I'm a sore loser. And she was like, yeah, my kids won't play with me. And I don't know why I'm like, it's because she always wins. And I'm not I'm not willing to lose. I'm not willing to lose. And my mom was never the person to, like, let her kids win a, a board game. That was, like, not a thing in my house. You um, you, you had to play by the rules. And there was, like, you had to learn that you're going to lose sometimes. And still, I became a sore loser. So I don't know if that strategy works, you know. I, <laughs> and now I'm just so competitive. I, uh, I uh, in the Dells, when the kids went to bed. Actually, not at all. Olivia stayed up. My oldest, my dad, stepmom came up 
came into our room, like kids are asleep. Uh, she brought a huge stack of hotel cards that they've seen all over the place. Mm -hmm. And we took the ice bucket and we put it out near the end of the room, like near the wall. Yeah. And all you're doing is throwing, trying to get the hotel card into, into the, the fucking bucket. ice bucket. Buddy, it got intense. Okay. Like it, it's the same thing. See, I'm like the opposite though. Like you give me something to do and I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking yeah. master it. So by the end of the night, it was like last two standing, my dad and I, and I lost and I was not happy about it. Like it's hotel key throwing. Also highly recommend if you're in a hotel room looking for something to do, ice bucket, hotel key card, try and get it in. Oh, we had a good time. And yeah. yes, wine, wine helped. Like wine helped. I bet. No, oh, my it's God. true. The competitive nature. I don't know. I mean, I'll try new things that I don't know if I'm good at. But once I know that I'm not going to master this as quickly as I want to, that's when I exit. Is I'm like, all right. I, See, because I, I also like have that. a brother who's like naturally gifted at everything. See, the difference between us is he's a sibling that like everything comes pretty easy to him. It's whatever. I work my butt off, but I'm going to get there. So I'm going to yeah. grind you. But I may not come with natural abilities, but I will outgrind you. And then my brother's just like naturally gifted. Six, eight, gigantic, just lefty, just all the good things naturally. He's good at math. I was never good at math, you know? So we all have our strong suits, you know? That's no, that you know thyself. Yeah. And your limitations mm -hmm. and what, you, what you're good at. Um, yes. All right. Anything else? This is great. I love random shit. It's my favorite part of this. <laughs> No, I think I think that's it. Good. Just look out for me on the pickleball circuit, you know? Oh, my other favorite, real quick, US Open. The other thing I love about US Open is how late like golfers play until like fucking nine thirty at night because of the time of the year. Huge fan. When it's on the West Coast, when it's in your in your time zone, it's even my better. Neck of the woods. I know, it's even better. But I'm gonna enjoy that this week. We got some good bettable things. We got UFC. We got all sorts of stuff coming up. So, um, oh, last thing, Jokic, right? Oh yeah, telling everybody he just wants to go home, and and like I uh, just want to go to my house. Now today at the parade, we win the finals. He's great. He said, yeah. you know, I'm I'm glad to be at the fucking parade. Like he 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 walked it back a little bit, and everybody cheered. I do love an athlete. That just is is clocking in and clocking out. I, I I actually love his comments. Like I just can't wait to go home. Naturally. And then today he had some fun. But but like we asked these people to do so much and be. This is a fucking job. Yeah. So when you hear a guy like him, looks exhausted. It's been a long year. They win it all. He's just business like briefcase. Puts his hard hat up. Clocks in, clocks out. I actually yeah. love the fact that. Like, you can treat this like the job, and that's not the end of the world. I thought it was awesome. Well, and the other part of it is that he wants to get home to watch his horses race. And it's so yes. funny because my brother loves betting on horses. And he was like, wow, I've never felt so seen in my life. You know what I mean? And I was like, eh, exactly. Like, that's he just wants to, you know, do his job and get to see his horses race. Um, Yeah, and, like, again, that's this is somebody who's naturally skilled and is good at this. And not to say that he doesn't work hard, but, like, he is really skilled and also just like hearing the stories about like the other players talking about him like um, oh, Austin yeah. Rivers who used to play with him said like they lost a really big playoff game and he was just like sitting playing video games in his locker room like he doesn't live and die by it and I think like we're I so know. used to seeing and we saw this a little bit with the reaction to Giannis's press conference 
and now with Jokic is like people are seeing that like these people are also humans too and like they don't have to be robots that like live eat and die basketball for them to be successful and like that's actually really reassuring I love it I I I want to see more of this of like mm-hmm. the yeah you know yeah maybe we'll win it next year or not I don't know either way I'm getting paid like I and that's not what <sighs> I said it's just like there's there's a level of connection people feel to their fans feel to the team mm-hmm. and in the end like there's only so much a player can do or say to show you that they care yeah and, and, like the fact that he did it and they won but i'm like watching this right and i'm like just shaking hands and like just like stoic like i i loved his comments and also yeah yeah i wanted to to bring up the fact that his daughter was the most well-behaved child Oh my god! I have ever seen like you. You've had like toddlers. Like you know what it's like. Terrible. The fact that she kept her bow in, didn't cry. I mean, that was so yeah. loud, and she just was like unfazed. Like I, that goes to show you that habit. Also, I just want to say is like a parenting thing. That goes to show you that having parents that are like so like he's clearly very unfazed by all of this and like unfazed by really anything. Being unfazed sometimes helps <coughs> with that. And but yeah. The fact that she didn't rip her bow out and didn't cry when people were, like, screaming was just the funniest part of that all to me. And she's adorable, I, so. I love all that. They're a great story. He is a great story. Um, clock in, clock out. That's that's what we do. And we'll do it on the pod. Anything else now that we just random shit ourselves to death here? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. All right. Next week, for real, um, I would... I, I want to. I want to do more gambling. Obviously, some some week one early plays, some week zero early plays. Um, okay. I had a I had a really weird idea because I I'm, there's this this Boomer Sooner Twitter account. Do you know this account that just tweets out random shit of like top fifty media personalities in college football, no. top hundred safeties. I want to I want to do this. I want to rank the best uniforms in college football next week. Next week already. Okay. Uh, uniforms, just uniforms. Okay. Because this this fucking Twitter account just comes up with random shit, terrible rankings all year long, and all, right. all I see and gets away with it. Interact. I'm in, I want to churn. I want it. I I'm in it to just for social. That's all I um, want. Okay. I will say, Oregon fans, be warned. I won't come lightly for you. It's going to be aggressive, and it's not going to be what you want to hear. Oh, do you want to do worst uniforms too? Mm, we can do worst uniforms. No, 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 no. I don't like no. Nah, that's negative. I don't like negativity. I just will say um, they're not going to be on my best. Well, that's not exactly positivity, but I'm just saying. Like, but I, like, I'm not making a whole list out of it. I'm just saying you're not going to be on my best list, and I know you want to oh, be. See, I am in it for views. Okay, this is why I want to do it. Like, <laughs> this Twitter account, I'll send it to you. These fucking guys, all they do is just piss people off. I like how like, you're really giving people a behind the curtain here. Uh, I'm in it here for the, the numbers, okay? We do enough for the people. They know where our hearts are now. We just okay? want everyone to enjoy this as much as you do while listening. Yeah, no. Let's let's start spamming the universe like this Twitter account. I gotta yeah. find it. All, All right. right. We will spam uh, the universe next week, guys. Cheers. Cheers.